The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. So I must confess that today was the earliest I've gotten out of bed in two and a half months. I haven't slept very late, but I've taken advantage of sleeping in a little bit. But I felt like a kid on Christmas morning today. It's just so good to be back. As we gather once again for the public celebration of Holy Mass on this great feast of Pentecost, I just want to focus on two points. The first point is that today is the great regathering. The great regathering. And I'm not just referring to us returning to Holy Mass. The solemnity of Pentecost is the most appropriate day for us to return to public worship, though. One of the options for the first reading of last night's Vigil Mass was the story of the Tower of Babel from the book of Genesis. Babel is the story of the great scattering. If you recall, at the time, the people of the earth all spoke the same language, and they decided to build a great tower that reached to the sky. The Tower of Babel was an expression of false worship. It symbolized human beings making themselves the center of the world. It revealed that the people desired to distance themselves from the Lord and from his law. Biblical scholar John Bergsma notes something very interesting about the building of the Tower of Babel. He says that, The Tower of Babel was built with bricks and tar, which were artificial materials manufactured by human beings rather than naturally occurring materials like stone and mortar. And so Bergsma says that there's a kind of ecological message here that man in his opposition to God employs technology and synthetic materials in opposition to the natural goods and the natural order. And we know in that story, the Lord comes down and he confuses the language. He he confuses the languages of human beings and they, they scatter. People scatter to the different parts of the earth. If Babel was the great scattering, then Pentecost, the descent of the Holy Spirit, is the great regathering. Whereas at the time of Babel, the Lord confused 
their speech and they were no longer able to understand one another, now at Pentecost, we see the apostles speaking different languages and yet all the people present are able to understand what they're saying. At Babel, they were confused because they no longer understood one another. At Pentecost, they are confused because they do understand. There are many different languages being spoken, and everyone is understanding their own language that are being spoken by the apostles. We hear in the Acts of the Apostles, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues. The Acts says, now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven, staying in Jerusalem. At this sound, they gathered in a large crowd, but they were confused because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Again, to quote John Bergsma, the Tower of Babel tells us how mankind was fractured. Pentecost tells us how mankind is reunited as a family by the Spirit which forms the church which is the new family of God. The great regathering. The perfect day to return to Mass. You know, the last weekend we were here, I mentioned in my homily that maybe the Lord was allowing this time, not willing this time, but allowing this time to, sh- to smash our idols, our false gods. The worship of false gods fractures not only the individual human spirit, but the entire human family. And Jesus, our Lord, came to gather the human family into the church. And the Holy Spirit accomplishes this mission by uniting the church. The Holy Spirit brings about unity in the church. The church cannot accomplish her mission through fractured individualism. As Catholics, we are a family united in worship of the one true God. And we are most authentically the church when we are united in worship of God at Holy Mass. Praise God that we're able to do this again, to regather, to worship the Lord at Mass. Live streaming, while certainly a good use of technology, is no substitute for worshiping the Lord in person being together as a family of faith. In truth, I'm sick of live streaming. (laughs) It's a good use for those who aren't able to be here. I know we're videoing our Mass today, thanks to Joe Brown. And certainly it's good for people who are home or in nursing homes who are able to watch. But nothing can replace being together as a family of faith, united, worshiping the Lord in person. So we should celebrate today the unity that the Holy Spirit brings about in the church. Yes, even though we've been separated during the last two and a half months, we've been united through the power of the Holy Spirit. We are the mystical body of Christ. We've been united in prayer and faith and hope and love. However, it is so good to be reunited as a family of faith. Very briefly, I just want to touch on the second point which is from the gospel. Jesus in the gospel, as he gives the spirit to the apostles today, says to the apostles, peace be with you. 
Jesus, the second point is that Jesus has been giving and continues to give his peace. Many people have experienced deep fear and unrest during this time. Understandably, people have been fearful of getting sick. People have been fearful of their loved ones getting sick. Yes, we still need to take this virus seriously, but another pandemic has been created. A pandemic of fear. And fear is not from the Lord. To live in a state of fear is unhealthy for us, emotionally, psychologically, physically. I pray that you've been able to open your heart to receive Christ's peace during this time. God's word is creative. Think, for example, of the creation account in the book of Genesis. God said, let there be light, and light came to be. Jesus in the gospel, Jesus who is God, says, peace be with you. He's not just wishing us peace. Because he's God, his word is creative. He's giving us peace. He's placing his peace within us, within our souls. During this whole time, Jesus has been giving us his peace. I hope you have experienced that. But if you haven't, today on this Feast of Pentecost, I invite you to pray for an outpouring of peace in your heart and in your life. The Lord wants you to be at peace. He wants you to experience the great gift of his peace, which is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And my brothers and sisters, I am overjoyed to see you and to be with you again. It is so good for us to be here on this Feast of Pentecost, this Feast of the Great Regathering, this Feast where Jesus gives his peace to each one of us and to the entire church.